Hello, and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. I'm your host, Natasha Kanova, and I head JP Morgan Global Commodities Research. Today, we would like to discuss oil product markets and why drivers are paying more at the pump around the world. Prices for gasoline and other oil products like diesel and jet fuel have been rising in the United States, Europe, and Asia as have product cracks. For example, in the United States, the gasoline futures prices jumped as much as 24% to about $2.87 a gallon, the highest level since early May. Uh, to be sure, nationwide retail gasoline prices remain far from the record high of $5.01 per gallon last June. But even so, gasoline prices have increased by about $0.17 cents over the past three weeks. Prices for gasoline and other oil products like diesel, jet fuel have also been rising in Europe and Asia as have been product cracks. So this unwelcome shift higher in pump prices follows a jump in oil prices, which have climbed about $10 so far in July to three months highs, partly in sympathy with the broader rally in commodities. Uh, that was the subject of our podcast that we covered last week. Um, so the, the former time to raise tactical allocation to unloved commodities. So, but still powerful fundamental forces are at play in the Atlantic Basin, some of them short term and temporary, but some of them are structural and likely permanent. So number one reason is that uh, ban on imports of Russian oil products uh, leaves Atlantic Basin in deficit. And this is, uh, this is a structural shift. So, for example, uh, the lack of Russian products is leaving the Atlantic Basin in deficit of diesel, gas oil, but also naphtha fuel and uh, VGO. So what is happening? Prior to the start of the war in February 2022, Russia was exporting nearly 2.5 million barrels per day of oil products, with 1.8 million barrels per day out of that heading to EU, UK, US and South Korea. So the U.S., U.K., and South Korea stopped purchasing Russian oil products almost immediately. Why? Because they're very large. Well, the U.S. and the U.K. are very large oil producers. But the full ban came into force in the EU only in February 2023. Uh, during the same period, Russia was able to reroute a large chunk of its westbound exports to new buyers in China, India, and Turkey, with some volumes flowing into the Middle East, Africa, and Latin America. So here today, Russia was able to increase its oil products exports by almost 150 KBD year over year, led by a very big surge, almost 600 KBD to China, India, and Turkey, while exports elsewhere declined by almost 400 KBD year over year, resulting in a shortage of refined products primarily in the Atlantic Basin. Another shift uh, that is currently taking place is that the crude stream uh, is getting lighter. Uh, reducing refinery yields by more than 2% by our estimates. Uh, so this could be both a temporary and a structural shift in the, in the oil markets. So what is happening in that particular segment of the market? So number one is that the production cuts from the OPEC alliance, coupled with sanctions on Iran, Venezuela, and Russia, all of those are heavy type of crudes, uh, medium to heavy sour crudes, uh, so the lack of those oils have shifted global crude supply stream lighter. We estimate that OPEC plus voluntary supply cuts this year have resulted in over 2 million barrels per day of medium to heavy grade crude oil being taken out of the global markets, led primarily by Saudi Arabia and Russia. So these output cuts have inherently reduced the amount of medium and heavy crude in the market as the share of light crude grades have grown. So while refiners are capable of accepting a variety of crude feedstocks, uh, they are calibrated for an optimal input in order to achieve a maximum output. 
minor deviations from those optimal inputs are able to be mitigated week by week through blending and uh, the, you know different blend, blending tactic, tactics. But however, the significant shortfall or surpluses in specific grades can structurally impact refinery yields as refiners are fo forced to run on suboptimal feedstocks. So in the case of the U.S., actually, the shift to lighter crude imports began already in 2021, when the share of light crude in total imports grew from 34% at the start of the year to over 45% by December 2021. Uh, in a significant change from historical averages over exactly the same period, share of medium-grade crudes fell from 27% to 24%, while heavy-grade imports fell from 38% to about 30%. That's a very significant drop. So this trend extended into 2022 and in 2023, likely solidifying a structural change in the market. So how can we estimate what is the impact on the yield? To estimate that, um, we, we, we analyze the refinery output in the U.S. East Coast, the so-called PAD1, where due to heavy reliance on crude imports, uh, the grade of the processed crude could be isolated because we can see this from the import statistics. So what we find is that similarly to the trend in the total U.S. imports, crude imports into the PAD1 have also started, also shifted structurally lighter. And um, for example, in late 2020 and in early 2021, refiners on the U.S. East Coast were able to average uh, about 101% yield. Keep in mind, the yield is, is like a popcorn, yes. When you put one barrel of oil in a refinery, you're actually getting more volumetrically out of that barrel. So the yield was about 101%. So then following the change in the imported feedstock quality, by the second half of 2022, the average uh, refining yield fell to about 99%. So and it had stayed at that level so far uh, through 2023. This is visible in the statistics. So while we know that not all refining regions across the globe are as reliant on crude imports as U.S. East Coast, the structural shift in crude grades available to the markets can see an impact on global refining yield. Um, so in many regions, secondary levers such as storage, local production, secured pipeline flows helps refiners ensure that their feedstock is as closely aligned with their optimal design as possible. But over time, however, either pro prolonged cuts from the OPEC plus or lack of Russian crude in the Atlantic Basin and the dominance of biofuel and natural gas liquids in the future oil supply can structurally restrict medium and heavy grades of crude from the market, leading to lighter crudes taking a lighter, a larger position in the global refinery systems. Again, this subject was covered in one of our podcasts, uh, the Oil 2030 Long-Term Incentive Price, oil price, where we were discussing that the future oil supply will become lighter. So the crude will be growing between now and 2030. Crude supply will be growing at about 1 million barrels per day. But the lighter liquids, like natural gas liquids, like the biofuels, will be growing almost 3 million barrels per day. So the ratio is at 1 to 3. So as refiners begin accepting suboptimal inputs, yield across the 82 plus million barrels per day global refining markets can weaken, where a sub to 1 to 2% drop in the yield could remove more than 1 million barrels per day of products from the market, um, assuming um, the corrective actions, assuming no corrective actions from the refiners. So, and then there are a couple uh, tech, I'm sorry, a couple short um or cyclical changes uh, in the in the oil market taking place at the moment. 
So this is a short term and uh, it will be lifted with time. Number one is that a significant amount of unplanned refinery maintenance and outages. So clearly this is a temporary, a temporary event taking place. So the U.S. refiners overall, the runs have not grown materially above 2022 levels this year. Um, so a significant amount, as we pointed out, on plant outages and uh, maintenance. At the same time, demand has remained uh, remained pretty robust. Uh, so, for for example, current outages at the Lima, Memphis, and Superior refiners have removed an estimated 400 kbd of capacity, while supply disruptions at Exxon's Baton Rouge uh, refinery in Louisiana could could last for much of the rest of the summer, driving season taking offline another 130 kbd. Uh, there is also a substantial amount of disruptions taking place in, in the European refining markets as well. Uh, the upcoming U.S. oil refinery maintenance this fall is expected to remove about 1 million barrels per day of refining capacity offline for a turnaround that will last as long as two months. That's you know usually takes place between September and October. Further lending support to increasing cracks worldwide, uh, lower than normal for this time of the year stockpiles at key storage hubs at the time of seasonally strong demand. So this is clearly a temporary event. Um, so in the case of United States, while U.S. diesel stockpiles are currently sitting at their lowest seasonal level since July 2022, which, by the way, was uh, was a very low of inventories to start with. U.S. gasoline inventories are at their lowest since July 2015, with the country's total oil demand hovering above last year's levels after hitting a five-month high in in April. Thank you all to listening to the Commodities Edition of J.P. Morgan's At Any Rate podcast. We look forward to continue the conversation next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023, JP Morgan Chase and Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on July 28, 2023.